So namaskar everybody, thank you so much for joining me, kia ora. Um, today I have the pleasure of interviewing Carmela Alistair. Carmela was initiated in 1978 in France when she was on the study program and also instigated the, the label Inner Song in 1984 where most of us, many of us Magi musicians have our, have our music distributed and she spent most of her life in America and in Australia at the master unit called Ananda Kamala. Kamala means lotus, and there are many lotuses there that Narada, I think, planted some while ago. Narada is Kamala's husband. Baba gave the name Ananda Kamala after that. So welcome, Kamala. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah. So New Zealand is in another lockdown, and last time we spoke, Australia was in lockdown as well. Um, Europe since moved through that, and I just was reading yesterday that as from October, Ireland will be almost so-called normal again, yeah, if you can call it that, um, but there won't be so many restrictions anymore, um, which is interesting because I know the choir that I was in hadn't been able to meet for almost two years, so they are getting back together again, which is great. And um, but how has it been? How has it been for you now? I know recently Australia has also gone into lockdown, but is it also true for where you are? No, we haven't had a whole lot of lockdown actually here. Mm. But Queensland's they, what they do here is they just close the borders between the yeah. states. Yeah. So New South Wales and Victoria, like half of Australia, is in lockdown, which is probably the most that we've ever had at one time. Yeah. But Queensland altogether, well, southeast Queensland where I live, I don't know if we've had more than two months of lockdown. That's amazing. Yeah. So we have, you know, there's some, there's been a few different restrictions, but we don't. So you don't you know. feel it very much. <laughs> so I would say um, nothing like what other people are experiencing. I mean, the fact that we can't go across borders. Yeah, true. Um, so we really live near New South Wales border. And so it's harder to visit, you know, Margie's and get together and, and to plan that summer retreat, which true. I am, knowing when that border opens. But I just, today, right now, I spent the morning down at the River School, and it was yeah. the River School's Olympics Day. Oh, wow. Which is um, always a lot of fun. It was really fun. The kids so get into it. And Dada, Divya Lokesh Nanda, is our school acharya. Yeah. And so they start They start the day. They march in like they do in the Olympics, where they come around with big music <laughs> and flags. And they, do oh, wow. they do a nice thing. So they have teams across the school. So they'll be like the red team will be from year one to year six mixed up. Yeah. You know, different teams and that really helps bring this unity so they come marching in with their colors and they're all wearing their colors and then data as a warm-up they all did cow oh wow all 130 wow. and they did quite well yeah that is some teaching <laughs> so it was a nice um, nice opening to the day today and, the, and what year um, did that school up. what year did the school start come and how long has it been going started in 1994 and mm. so yeah we're getting up to is that 30 years getting close yeah, yeah I think we amazing. passed our 25th and just kept on going because of COVID and everything yeah um so we still so I still every Monday morning mm. um Dada and I do morning circle with the children mm -hmm. and in a, you know he teaches meditation in every class and teaches yoga with each class at least once a week amazing. To, you know, to credit so then on Mondays we do a whole school meditation together and kirtan then it's short, but it really, mm. it's very nice energy. Absolutely. And because we, we, we just changed it now, so they we, we do it in this big gym. Yeah. And so now Dada's a sitar player. So now Dada plays sitar when they're walking in. Wow. Um, so That's special. They, they, and the first time he did that, it created such a quiet vibe. I guess, you know, something new and 
Yeah. I remember that I, I had some different songs chosen to do because we do some children's songs, but I said she's everything really quiet because they were so still. <laughs> but I think they still like it. So that's so we start with a sitar and then some kirtan and meditation together. And yeah, it's nice. I can imagine. Nice I, to have that. I know, like, even with Isabel, oh. we do a little bit every day kirtan and meditation. And even just those few minutes make a big difference. I was just walking in town one day and one of the moms pulls out her mom and says, she's the one that lets us do meditation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really nice note, pretty Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how long would they sit for approximately, you know, how long kirtan oh, would really? kirtan be? A couple of minutes of meditation, a couple of minutes of kirtan and a couple of minutes of yeah. a few minute, minutes of meditation. We've got, you know, between all the teachers and children in the room, you know, 130, 140 people. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's short. We don't try. We don't try to make that a very long thing. I don't know how long Dada meditates with the kids or the teachers. Yeah. Well, then you've got different age groups, and you've got, you know, I've got, we've got from five years old there. Yeah. We're doing the morning circle and a welcome to country. We now do, which is an Australian thing. The children need a welcome to country, an acknowledgement of the country, oh, which beautiful. is kind of beautiful. And um, that's a new addition we've added this year. And each one child from each class does a blessing and lights a candle. And we do some songs and then we do a, like a virtue presentation each week. And what is the relationship between the school and the Indigenous people of the land? Is there a connection it's there? Interesting. You do, it is important to remember that Australia is not New Zealand and that we have, it's not as, the Indigenous population hasn't been as strong here. And one of the things that's difficult is Australia had 300 different languages. And so it's quite tricky. Um, you know, it hasn't just been able to they were, to travel groups were different. Mm -hmm. You know, they were mm -hmm. ancient and different. Um, it was a, it's a much more ancient. The school had applied for a grant to teach Indigenous language at the school yes. and uh, and got it, but um, there was some difficulty because uh, there's a couple of different groups that claim Malini. Oh, really? So Jinabara people, WW people, both feel that they have um, roots here. Mm. And until that was dissolved, um, mm. we weren't able to get permission to teach that local language. Mm. That said, though, um, one of the nice things at the River School is it has this beautiful forest kindy. Yeah. So the little four- and five-year-olds spend a lot of their time by the creek learning. Four, three, three four-hour sessions a week are by the creek. And that's most of their time. So they, they do their learning outdoors. And that class, that teacher in that class, has a very they learn, they learn Indigenous language. They they acknowledge country coming down oh. to the creek and coming back. Yeah, the um, it's really beautiful. The whole um, early childhood centre has a lot of Aboriginal art and Indigenous art. So I think oh. children start to feel very comfortable with that. That's amazing. That's part of them. I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing beautiful. that the school made the effort to make that connection. I think that we've had some teachers that were very interested, but it's also amplified by Baba giving such importance to Aboriginal languages and Aboriginal culture in Australia. That was one of the biggest things he said is about the importance of preserving those cultures. So the school has really encouraged teachers to go deeply into that. Mm. And so we, had, um, we did have Indigenous teachers for several different years. And like I said, there's not a lot of Indigenous teachers around. Yeah. But Auntie Bev and Auntie Pam both different times hired to the school to do that, yeah. do those classes. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. And and last time you were talking about well, I, I'm the I'm the board I'm the, the board chairperson that's of the right. board of directors. That's right. Of the Maple Street Yeah. And so that's now I'll be going into my third year of being the head of the board of this very successful 
um, food cooperative and 41, now it's, we're having our 42nd year food cooperative. And it's been, um, it's been our best year ever. We had um, a big expansion. Yeah. Yeah. And actually cooked good for us. People did a lot of bulk shopping last year. Yeah, best year ever. Done really, really well. Got a really good board and um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think I've learned a lot about cooperatives and what works and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very nice to be part of something that, you know, in its 42nd year as a cooperative, the oldest built, you know, the oldest continual business in our town. Yeah. Is a co-op. Yeah. It's a co-op. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's in a better condition now. So I yeah. don't, I don't do as much. Yeah. So I was um, getting a master's of business and I was doing all the work with the mm-hmm. co-op and mm-hmm. this year's been quieter. Yeah. That's yeah. You probably needed that. You've deserved that. And, and you were saying about your, your music, now it's online, you were having some problems with piracy, but you've got that resolved now by the sounds of it? It was quite a big thing because for years, a company in Thailand, um, and I should say the name because they've pirated some other Mother Margaret music, it's just gone out of my head. That company, they put, um, put my two main albums, Heart of the Mystic and Awakening, all over online so it was they put it on youtube they put it on all the streaming services and it was tough because it was getting a lot of listens but it was all going to them mm-hmm. um, and i really i i kind of just didn't know what to do about it really because i wanted to make it you know wanted it to be available to people and i was sort of like well so someone told me a, a major kind of musician said well piracy is better than obscurity which is true at least it was getting out there but i finally um had some time after I finished business school to, to, to focus on it. And I was able to remove, it wasn't that hard to challenge it on YouTube and on the streaming services right. and then put my own music up and then put all my albums up. And I'm still learning how, you know, how to really work with Spotify, how to work with YouTube, how to work with Amazon music and Apple, you know, all these different yeah. um, online services. Um, but it still concerns me that even so my concern is that musicians used to do okay in another Marga with in the days of CDs and cassettes. Well, yeah. that was the the whole thing was that people weren't doing very well as musicians um, back in the 1980s because someone would make a cassette in Australia and everyone would just copy it all around the world and that person would never get any money to pay their studio costs. And that's what inspired starting Inner Song where people would send me a master cassette and I would often in many cases design yeah. a nice cover for them, yep. produce them on really high quality CDs and then made a, a mail order catalog. Yeah. Yeah. And get orders and then send people back traveler's checks four times a year. <laughs> so that was, and I feel like that, that inner song helped in that period. Definitely. Helped launch a lot of musicians' careers and it helped pay, help people have the confidence to produce more music. And I feel like for a long time, inner song, inner song served that purpose of supporting market artists. And so now I've really, I really put my head into it. Okay, so now what can we do to support Margie artists? So it's difficult for me. Yeah, I, you would have the same. So my last album was just right on the, on the, you know, I sold 500 CDs. I've never sold that few. And um, now it has, you know, that last album, First Light, has quite a lot of streams, but, you know, when do you get $16 or a month or something or less, you know, <laughs> $50 a month or a quarter or something. It's just, 
yeah, it's not enough to 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 feel that you've got the confidence to launch into another studio um, recording. That's true. So so I feel like it's an issue. That's true. Yeah. Apparently, it's not just just Margie artists. Apparently, a lot of people are complaining that the amount of money that's paid through the streaming services to artists is not is not enough. Absolutely. It's crazy. So many years ago when I was in London, I, I had quite a lot of exposure because I had um, I had been interviewed and filmed when I was getting my busking licence and uh, Norwegian Television came along and they, they filmed that. They made a couple of uh, programmes about my music and so I was getting a lot of exposure and I decided I had to find a distributor. So I found one called Catter's Music and... Um, so they were distributing, and you know what? Like in all those years that they would stream, you know, streaming the music, I got something like fifty pounds for like I don't know how many years. And so it's just so incredibly disappointing. So whenever I made an album, you know, it's like the goodwill of friends that came to help me to make that album. So my studio costs were low. I would have to play for musicians, but not necessarily studio costs. But I wouldn't have been able to do that without the help of friends like Michael Lloyd. And so, yeah, I don't know. This issue is something that's ongoing for those of us who are kind of alternative musicians, ketan players and the like. This, his name is Dicko, and he's kind of a well-known musician in Australia. And he lives in Mulaney, but he's, you see him on TV and stuff. And I was able to have a few chats with him, and he's been sort of helpful. But he said, I think it's a, he said, I think this is a better opportunity than it's ever been for artists because mm. you can, free of a label, if you really push yourself on the streaming services on YouTube, you can get your music to a whole global audience. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just that you get 0.001 cent per play or something, uh, he said it's a real opportunity, and he said, he also said, you know, musicians, you know, the, the view is that musicians are all about this glitter and glitz and these big moments, but it isn't. It's all about the daily, which you know really well because you've done that this year. It's all this just daily keeping it up, doing it every day. And I can see that if I were creating playlists on Spotify and putting new stuff up on YouTube and really keeping this going, that you build a really, you have to build a big audience. Mm -hmm. Um, then you get enough streams and you get enough listens to actually bring some money in. Uh, but, but, you know, it takes a real, real regular effort, which you've made this year. <laughs> it was, uh, for me, um, because of, I mean, it wasn't why I set up Song, but after I did set up Song, it helped me with my own CDs, really getting them around the planet yeah. because of, that was there. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't, it wasn't the purpose, but it um, but also helped me. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, I sort of, it was that sort of space where you could, onto CD and you could get them around the planet because <laughs> we had those networks. Oh, no. 
Bye-bye.